Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That, and Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. How are you, cousin? I'm a good, well-rested, yes. ready for the new year. Yeah. 2019 is looking fabulous. And can I say, you kicked this year off with a bang with your, excuse me, town hall <laughs> with Nancy Pelosi. Your primetime town hall. Here's a little something-something to make the new year bright. Right, and that was like the, say, the day after that she became speaker, or was it the day she became speaker? It was, so it was her her first full official day as speaker. She was sworn in um, that morning, I believe. And we actually did the town hall. Um, well, she was actually sworn in the morning before. We did the town hall the morning after she was sworn in. So the first thing that her first order of business, she did an interview with Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show. That was the first official yeah, yeah. interview that she did after officially becoming speaker again for the second time. Because, of course, she was speaker in t- 2006 as well. I didn't think she was going to get this. I mean, I at, did. A, a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but as it got closer and closer, yeah. I was like, okay, she's a shoe in. It was clear. I mean, the thing that was the only suspense was going to be how much pain is going to be inflicted on the guys who tried to knock her out. Uh, right, that's the only real open question because the reality is, hey, she was always going to be speaker. I think a lot of people who thought maybe she won't be just don't understand how you become speaker. Mm-hmm. She's raised the most money of any Democrat for other Democrats because yeah. you do things for other people, yeah. and therefore you're the person people feel comfortable they can go to when they, they need know you something. You get things done. You get things done. If right. they're like, you know, this is the issue I have. This is the committee I want to be on. Who is that person that can navigate all your needs? Who can understand you, listen to you, but also who can push you? on votes that need to be done, who can count votes. All of those things, only one person who really is qualified for that, and it's her. I respect her, I like her, but I need her to do better on the Black Lives Matter questions. You know, it's interesting because when we were in the room when mm-hmm. she started to answer the question, so we went through, as we were preparing for the town hall, a lot of students submitted questions. There were a lot of great questions, so we had a hard time picking, you know, five people to make right. sure we got students questions in and this young lady i thought her question was great because it was so simple do you support black lives matter boom so we wanted to make i you know i really wanted her in so we got her in we got her question we got her to stand up and ask her question and when speaker pelosi started to answer it and included as soon as the phrase all lives matter came out i thought okay that's usually you know an answer that people don't like but the reality is her if you listen to her full answer it's a very catholic answer she didn't say all lives matter and leave it at that she really said in a very sort of Catholic way, we value all life, but we need to do better with African-Americans because of how much violence there is from police. She really actually gave what I thought was a very thoughtful, thorough answer. But I think once you once people hear the phrase all lives matter, they don't listen after that. And that's what I've got to say. And I, I have to think that she's politically savvy enough to know that. Well, to, to know, listen, we talked about Beto Rourke and how he just, when he talks about race and Black Lives Matter and Colin Kaepernick and the whole NFL boycott and all of that kind of stuff, he answers as a white man questions of race, particularly when it comes to black people, very well. I'm not sure what planet he's from, but he knows how to extemporaneously answer that question. Yes! But I have to say, without in, making anybody mad. Without making anybody mad. And in general, remember, Bernie Sanders flubbed that question when he was asked it during the campaign. Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton flubbed it. There's a thing that, that that white liberal Democrats have not figured out, which is what is the right answer to that question? It's a pretty simple answer. But I have to say that and in general, because Democrats are the party of, you know, to, of technically everybody's lives matter. Yeah. Right? We want everyone to matter. We're the party of everyone. No. I think they have a tendency to default in that direction when they don't mean to be slighting African-Americans. But they are but they slighting African-Americans when they do I think that. every single politician of every race needs to have a 30 to 60 minute crash course in Black Lives Matter. In what it is, how you answer that question, it's it's something that at this point should be almost wrote. This is what I'm saying. Beto Rourke needs to teach that class. <laughs> he should teach the he class. He just really does. He does I, a great job. But I'm you know in defense of Speaker Pelosi, I, I will say that her full answer was if you go back I and listen to it, it, was actually very nuanced and very smart. And she was trying to say we're the party that values everybody, and we want to make sure that African Americans are specifically valued in terms of particularly policing. But stop being so careful about how about your willingness to be supportive of African Americans. Stop trying to tiptoe around it and please everybody. Because it, what I'm hearing is, like you said, when she said "All Lives Matter," and she stumbled a little bit with it until she got to that, I was just like, mm. but I listened to the whole answer, and I hear what you're saying, but it just. 
I, I think she needs to do better. It was interesting that, how um, the right and the bots immediately picked that answer up and t- tried to run with it. So as you can see, yeah. you know, during the campaign, part of the strategy the Russian of bots. the Russian bots, <laughs> yeah. oh, it was interesting so to watch them immediately attach themselves yeah. to anyone who gave a legitimate, thoughtful critique of that answer. Mm-hmm. They jumped right on it and tried to amplify it because... Look, the yeah, Russians right. are not super creative. Their whole thing is we're just going to run the same playbook. And mm-hmm. part of that playbook is separate African-Americans and liberals. What they don't understand is at this point, the Trump administration is such a specific thin, um, thing and is seen by so many African-Americans, so many people as negative that you're not going to really be able to drive a wedge between black people and Democrats at this time. Not right now. But I think I got my good road, eye on the Dems. Down the road, the Democrats need to understand that if there was not a Donald Trump on the other side, if there were not Charlottesville and so, so-called alt-right, which is just white nationalism, right. if that wasn't on the other side, they would have to make a stronger argument to African-Americans yeah. as to why it is that the Democratic Party is the party for black people. Yeah. But it's just that the Republicans have, for whatever reason, decided to make themselves so oppositional yeah. um, that they don't present an option. There isn't an option. I even know a lot of black Republicans who don't feel that their own party is an option for black people right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. I just think that looking back you know, on 2016 and what we saw happen with Bernie Sanders and the number of black people, just how the the vote amongst black people wasn't heavily divided. But there were some who were like, I'm there not were? even going to vote. Absolutely. I'm voting. I'm not going to vote for Hillary. Like, we're, you know, to me, I when I on the other side of that, I was like, the Democratic Party needs to do better when it comes to African-Americans. Do you feel that in 2020 there has to be a black person on the ticket. Yes, I do. Or or and or a woman. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot and, and so this has been one of the questions because But it needs to be somebody who can actually speak to easy, and not right. be afraid to answer boldly a question yeah. about Black Lives Matter. You know who did a great job with this? Andrew Gillum. Mm. Andrew Gillum, when he was constantly sort of harassed. Yeah. trying to get him by the DeSantis, the Ron DeSantis campaign, who is now governor of Florida, um, to get him to denounce the Dream Defenders. Now, again, the Dream Defenders, you know which dream they're defending? <laughs> Dr. King. Dr. King. But people, Not tr- Dr. Coon. No, Dr. King. Oh, Dr. Lord. Don't, don't even get me about that. that egg. Oh, Lord. You know, but yeah, <laughs> Dr. King's dream. They are the Dream Defenders. People tried to characterize the Dream Defenders as some sort of, you know... Come on, man. You know, violent outrageous group and terrorist. It's like some terrorist right? group Stop. and it's like they're the dream defenders <laughs> yeah they're, they're college students and so they, they tried to make him feel guilty by being associated yes. with but you that. know what his answer was i will not ever renounce the dream defenders they are defending dr king's dream they're defending the rights of african-americans they defended the life of trayvon martin and i'm good with them he really was strong with it because sometimes even african-american politicians feel like they have to shut me subtle they do but i agree didn't. with that he he was very quite bold with it. I love that Nancy Pelosi smart. take notes. Moving on. <laughs> no shade. I thought she. I thought overall she did a good job. I mean, the reality. No, is she did. She did. As did you. Yeah, and thank you very much. And Donald Trump is not. I don't think he has any idea what he's in for. Mm-mm. This lady, she's somebody's grandmother. And you know, that means she's been a mom twice over. <laughs> she knows how to get you in hand and write her first lesson to the president of the United States. Is the word no. I love when she was like, child, she might as well have put child in front of anything she said. <laughs> we not building no wall. Child, She was no. like, child, no. <laughs> Baby. Baby, uh-uh. No. I would- <laughs> <laughs> if she would just say those things in front of it, Or if ideal. she clapped in between the thing, there will be no wall. I said no. <laughs> be the No curtain. wall. No. In period. <laughs> Period. And he's not used to hearing the word no. So no, he's just especially from a woman. What to do? Especially from a woman. He's confused. So let's talk about the awards. Yes. I was supposed to go to the Golden Globes. Yes, that is true. Did I not happen. I texted you on Golden Globes and you were in New York. <laughs> what gives? Cause Break a leg. I was like, well. I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> Girl, we... um. Every year for the Globes, you know, because it's on NBC, we do our show for NBC, there's always this chance, this small chance, like hitting the lottery, that depending on which teams win the playoffs in the NFL, right. that their playoff game will be picked up by by NBC. Right. Depending on where they want to show it, which viewers, all that kind of stuff. So we found out the Sunday night before, so the, a week before the Globes, that we were not going. Oh. 
Yep. So we spent, well, we found out that we probably weren't going. And then by Monday, my co-host and I were like going back and forth like, are, you know, should we start canceling things? Right. You know, because we had been off before for Christmas. Yeah. Um, so NBC picked up the NFL game. So that knocks us out. There was because that game was would take place right up until the Golden Globes beginning, which was our t- our slot right. for our show. Okay. And the Globes were on CBS. On NBC. Oh, on NBC. Yeah, they're on NBC every year. But they wouldn't want to have a pre-show anyway? No, they can't they because can't there's a football because it would game. Start. You're right. Yeah, there's it would a football start. game Got in it. that. It was an yeah. app. They chose the afternoon game. Got so it. the late afternoon game. So here's so. my my pitch to NBC next time. Hmm. The halftime show of that game yes. should just be a preview of the Golden Globes. They I know. should just have the Golden Globes, all the red carpet people. Come. Well, they had that, yeah. but it wasn't as big as it, it was going be to big. be. So Natalie yeah. Morales, who's already out in L.A. with yeah. Access, was the one to who just that. did the halftime thing. And they canceled but you know what, all though, of sometimes us. Sometimes it's best to watch at home. Yes, it is. And you can relax. Yes. Because I haven't even, I hadn't even picked out a dress yet. Yeah. I was going to pick my dress out days after that. I have <laughs> I have to say that uh, while I tried, I, I usually try to watch in solidarity with you, my cousin. I know. Honey, I ended up watching a UFO show. I was so bored. Oh, was, I was bored to tears. It was not. And I had to watch the entire thing because even though I didn't go, I still had to talk about it on right. the TV show the next day. Pick what did out you my talk about? Moments, it was boring. How, uh, we, we talked a little bit about moments that we love, like Glenn Close's speech. I don't know if you got it because you had turned by then. Uh, Regina King was great. I was watching people being beamed up to UFOs. Stop it. <laughs> there were there were um, when Lena Waithe and Halle Berry came out to present together. That mm-hmm. was like a great moment when yeah. the cast of Black Panther came out. Did like, they win were, anything? Did Black Panther win anything? That's all I want to know. Thing. See, I'm glad I didn't watch. I was angry. I, I can't believe the the shows that actually won. I mean, you know, it's like Blackish wasn't even nominated. But, you know, even though that's a con- uh, well, Kaminsky uh, method on Netflix, I think, mm-hmm. with uh, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin, I believe. Um, it's kind of like a best friends, two really old men, and you know they're in the Hollywood world. One's like an agent, the other's mm-hmm. a drama coach slash actor. That one for like best best television show mm-hmm. drama, a- and I was just like, what? And then for um, not only for Green Book to win for yeah, best movie can we drama, talk about Green Book, girl, because not only is that story incredibly problematic. Now that we know that it's written completely from the white driver's point of view yeah. that he twisted and it, embellished embellished his own on role his perspective correct and right. sort of made the black man look sort of dumb like yeah. he didn't even know about black culture and, and fried chicken it. didn't know about little richard and aretha franklin and didn't tell mahershala ali who had to play that character right and so that he's basically playing a lie he had to apologize and then won for it yeah and so, then he won the acting role yes. in Best Supporting, I might add you, and he was nominated for. And he's the supporting So he wins for Best Supporting, and then the movie wins Best, best, pick. best Drama. So for you, if you're Marshala um, Ali, if it was me, I would, wouldn't want the award. Well, no, because I think that the, the reason why he, show, he made his apology, and I think that he has made peace with it. What bothered me was when they won... Um, the producer, and forget me, I don't remember his name, but I know he did this movie years ago, Shallow Hal. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Anyway, uh, he gets up there and wants to give us all a lesson on diversity. Um, and basically, I'll sum it up for you. We all just need to listen to each other more. It's who like, said really, that? white man? And didn't the guy who wrote and directed it, if I get was myself the wrong. Son of the driver. I, of, the, of the driver. Of the driver. Of the car. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it. But isn't he sort of a Trumpy-ish figure? Now that I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's some, there was something weird with the, even the guy who created Green Book. Yeah. That there's because some it was, Trumpiness it was there. based on, I don't know, I, I think the, the son of the man, you know, that the driver's character was right. based on, wrote this book. And that came, the, you know, the story came from that. Yeah. But what they were saying in their defense weeks ago was that the I can't remember the man's name that Mahershala Ali was playing but that this man in real life asked them not to contact his family he gave them his blessing right to write the book but he said I don't want you to talk to my family which you know because the man's brother is still alive right. I mean still I mean you know God may he rest you know may his soul rest in peace but I would still I wouldn't do that story without talking to his family without talking to make sure that the story is was accurate. accurate and they didn't and yeah. for them and the thing is it says something about American culture 
But there were a lot of problems with the Golden Globes, with the nominations. I mean, it was like with television, year after year, we've seen more and more black nominees, you know, uh, you know, at at the show. This year, television was more disappointing than the film industry usually is. And I found what I was looking for. The writer, Nick Vallelonga, once backed Donald Trump's claim that Muslims in New Jersey cheered on 9-11. So it's all kinds of problematic issues. And the thing that's sad is it seems to me uh, just an observation that a lot of times Hollywood, this is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, yeah. they love black culture when it's about black oppression. Yes, it but is. But not when it's about black And triumph. white saviors. Correct. Right. That there can't, that a film that's purely either about black triumph or... Like Black Panther. Like Black Panther or a story like Beasts of No Nation that is yes. just a story about only African people right. without a, sa- a European or an Amer- white American savior they in it. They can't relate they to it. They ignore it. They can't relate to the idea of just a a total story about black life that's right. full and whole. It's whole. Yeah. It just doesn't resonate. It has to be like, oh no, it's like a reverse driving McDa- Miss Daisy. We get that. Right. Awards. Right. And it's like, you know, I just can't. I'm worried going into the Oscars, right, with nominations to see what will happen with Black Panther it because of that very it thing that you said. Well, it has to even be nominated. Ugh. It was only nominated in one category uh, for Best Picture. Not Best Director. Costumes? Not Best Actor. Well, they don't do costumes in the Globes. Oh, okay. But in there's so many options there's for so many cinematography, options. acting, technical, hair, makeup, directing, editing, writing, there's so everything. Much. Acting, acting, lots of acting options lots of here. Director, I don't know if you said that, but yeah, yes. there's you know the score. Best director. This was a film that was on such a huge scale, and they made it up from scratch. I mean, well, not from scratch. Okay, it was based on the comic books sure. on Stanley. But when I say because um, Ryan Coogler was talking about this in an interview, they really had to create yes a language, a they culture did. from scratch. And they went to the continent, yes. did the research to create something yes. that was a piece of the Kosa language. It was authentic brilliant but that would not be offensive you know to africans right or african-american and i can tell you having just come back from south africa people in south africa loved this movie the uh, my congolese Mm -hmm. relatives loved this movie Mm -hmm. people at least and that's my just little anecdotal evidence yeah it it was well done because for an african-american to be able to direct a film that resonated that strongly with with black africans with africans that's a triumph to me. They that did means their you homework. did your thing. They really yes. did their thing. And that's something nominated. that the Academy needs to pay attention to. Get so. I won't watch. I'm happy to not watch because there are all sorts of UFO shows always on TV for I me. I can't with you and the UFOs. But listen, so Kevin Hart, we know, is not going to so be hosting the Oscars. Right, and no one is. Now they have announced that no one is. Has that ever happened before? Yes, it has. Um, years back. I want to say it was, was it 1989 when... Uh, just different actors came to the stage and different did different things. This will jog your memory. Rob Lowe sang some song with Snow White. Yes. It was horrible. Horrible. And so I don't know what this is going to be. They're talking about because there's so much great music yeah. that could be nominated this year that they'll do a lot of musical performances yeah. by Queen, Lady yeah, Gaga, yeah. Kendrick Lamar. I'm sure they'll go all out because they got to get people to watch. Yeah. That, that we'll you know, we'll see. You know, my dream, and, and then, you know, listen, I, I am, Far be it for me to criticize anybody. I would never. Yeah. Um, but my dream would be that Kevin Hart sit down with Don Lemon. I think that would be the interview I would most want to see. Mm. I think it would be so poignant and I think it would be such a great interview. And I feel like Don would do it with the subtlety yeah. that it would require and that they could have a real conversation. That's just my dream. Well, if he doesn't Don, have to do it. Don but. asked him to, and you know, Kevin Hart said basically, I'm done with this chapter. Yeah. It's yeah. over. I mean, he did an interview on Good Morning America this week with Michael Strahan. He basically said this thing. I'm done. Do Same thing. I'm it's done talking dream. about it. I just have. I know. Dream. He was like, you know, from what I've read, I don't know if he actually said this, but he was like, you know, I don't want to, um, and I'm trying to carefully paraphrase here, but he's like, I just don't want to be the spokesperson for right. the LBTQ community. Yeah. You know, so, and I, and I get that. I get that. But, you know, it's, it's his life. It's his career. Yeah. And well, it looks like people have moved on from him. He has a great movie um, called Upside coming out. Right. With Brian Cranston. With Brian Cranston. It's a remake of a British film that mm-hmm. did very well. Right. That comes out this weekend, actually, and oh, it's getting a lot test. of great we'll buzz. See. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be a good test. We should mention what we're drinking. We because should. Because it is the wind down, after all. Yes, it so is. So we are drinking Chateau Ray. I believe it's Chateau Recune. Roll that Bordeaux. <laughs> 
Superior. <laughs> Bordeaux Superior. Oh, and it's delicious. And it's a 2015 delicious, delicious Bordeaux. <laughs> I need a vegan stroganoff to go with that. <laughs> vegan stroganoff. What even is vegan stroganoff? Let me tell you, I had a delicious vegan taco today from our um, oh, commissary upstairs. Let me tell you. They had a <laughs> what? They had a taco bar. So I walked by and I was like, ah, they're not gonna have anything. But then I looked back and I was like, they've got seitan, you know, which is uh vegan. Satan? Seitan. Mm-hmm. It's different. Mm-hmm. And they did the seitan in this like sauce. So you put that in your um taco, soft taco shell, which they grilled a little bit the shells. Then there were grilled tomatoes and bell peppers. I'm sorry, grilled tomato, bell peppers, and onions. Mm-hmm. And like they had jalapenos and all kinds of things. It was a delicious taco. I have seitan in my fridge from Why? back when I was trying to be pretend vegan. Have you looked at the expiration date? I should check it, right? Yes. Does it expire? Yes. Oh, it's it from does. December. It does. I'll check, check that. I'll check the yeah, date. I'll check that. Thank you. Because yes. then it would be Satan. Yes, it, it would be. Yeah, your Satan going to be in your stomach. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Ara. Honey, okay. I cannot with this documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. I can't survive it. When I say I had to get an adult coloring book (laughs) because I am stressed out. So can I just tell you, Cousin Jackie, so Jason and I drove up um, to New York. Um, We were out of town. We came in town, got to town. I had a full day off. I'm like, I have a full day off. What am I going to do? Monday. Never have a day (laughs) off, right? So, of course, I'm going to binge watch some TV. Of course. (laughs) And you binge watch R. Kelly. I just and I literally was up until like midnight, yeah, or almost one in the morning. I watched all six episodes in one go. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stop watching it. At a certain point, Jason was like, "I'm done." He was so stressed out. He's like, "I'm not watching no more of this." Yeah, I was like, "No, I'm watching to the end. I want to see what happens to those girls." The thing that it was it was a combination of two things. One, it's horrifying to think that this man was preying on these young women for so long, and two, I feel like we were all complicit. Everyone. Everyone, his music was such a part of the soundtrack to my life, mm. was such a part of soundtrack to I can just remember all these periods when you remind me of my Jeep came out, when Step in the Name of Love came out, after we knew about Aaliyah. These are these are songs that were hits after. Right. I remember from R. Kelly and Public Fiesta. Announcement. I remember all the back to public Step announcement. Step in the name of love. Step in, and, all and, and, that post Aaliyah. Yes. Post and post after. PP tape. Post PP tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember that we uh, Jason and I went to a wedding. And this was um, a young woman he, he'd worked with. And Step in the Name of Love was the highlight of the wedding. This yeah. was in the mid-2000s. Yeah. We all knew about Aaliyah and the tape. But this is why I stopped dancing to his music. And I stopped, you know, I would walk off the dance floor. After the tape came out, I thought the Aaliyah thing was strange. But because her family has been, has remained so tight-lipped, you know, there's still I, I I'm offended by any grown ass man that wants to be with a 15 year old girl. And now, you know, it's possibly that that relationship sexually started sooner than that. Yes. Well, the inappropriateness of it definitely started before that. If she was married at 15, yes. she came into his camp at 12 or 13. Correct. Um, but so I had issues then. But then when that video came out, I was done. And the thing is, I was done. Absolutely. And even then. Sparkle, who is in this documentary, yeah. has always, to me, been 100% down the line, straight arrow. She's never flinched. She's never wavered. Her story's been the same since then. Yeah. And so it's like, if you don't believe Sparkle, who is as credible as it gets, if you don't believe it when this man gave interviews in which he couldn't say he wasn't into little girls, he couldn't even, out of his mouth, say he wasn't into teenage girls. We all knew it. he was a villain. And I remember you and I had this conversation around my birthday party mm-hmm. because I asked the DJ to not put any R. Kelly in. Right. And we all love to step in the name of love. But I was like, nope, because I can't in good conscience have people mm-hmm. dancing to this man's music. Because even I, I used to wake up every morning, Jackie Reed, and this was back in, I would say, the it would be like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I was going through a period where I was really down. I was very, mm-hmm. I was like constantly sort of dealing with depression, dealing with like, you know, sort of low motivation. I was like, and yeah. I would wake up in the morning and I would put on I Believe I Can Fly. And mm. I would listen to it every morning as my motivational pick-me-up. Mm-hmm. And now I think to, about it, I'm like, the same person who could write that, and You Are Not Alone, one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, Somebody who could write that kind of inspirational music could at the same time be be a predator. Yeah. It's shocking. And then they're talking about the words, and I don't know that if this is true, but this is what people are saying, that the the lyrics uh, for You Are Not Alone came from something that he wrote about one of the young girls having an abortion. I 
I, and so it calls into question every song, even even I believe I can fly. Everything you wonder, what sickness were we participating in? Can you imagine? This was Michael Jackson's kind of comeback song. Yeah, you are not alone. It's one of the most beautiful songs he ever recorded. And to think that that song was about a woman, a girl, not even a woman. Yeah, possibly. That this man was maybe preying on. I mean, but if you, I, you know, I interviewed uh, about a year and a half ago. I mean, I've been doing these stories for a long time. I interviewed the parents of um, the girl that's still there that was going on camera saying, I'm not being held against yes. my will. The one whose parents are still trying to get Jocelyn yes. Savage. Yes. I interviewed her parents. Uh, two years ago. Oh, my God. I interviewed um, Jim DeRogatis, who's the Chicago reporter, who almost 20 years ago, because he's a music um, uh, journalist, yeah. very well respected in the music world. People were sent, black people were sending him, hey, this R. Kelly guy is not a good guy. I work for him. I did, people in the black community were saying things to him. And he's a white man. Yeah. Um, and then somebody in the police, uh, the police department there in Chicago, uh, said like, you need to look into, there have been several, um, uh, cases filed against him, but he has dismissed and now they haven't been dismissed. He settled them. That's what yeah. I want to say. A lot of, lot of lawsuits filed against him and he settled many, many of them. And this was long before Aaliyah, right? Yeah. So this guy has been writing pieces for the longest time. And when he wrote a piece about a year and a half ago, I interviewed him. Um, and people even then gave pushback. This white man trying to take down a black man. That's they just happened. trying to. And that's what happens from the black community time yes. and time again. It happened with Cosby. It happened Initially, with Cosby. if you said anything, I remember tweeting something yeah. about Bill Cosby and you just get a torrent of people. And then now... Now I know a lot of more bots. So you don't know how many of them are real humans. No, but these people are real But these humans. were some black people who yeah. were saying, how dare you try to take a black man down. I mean, All the people that turned out outside of his trial in Chicago, those aren't bots. Support him. Oh, yeah. And, and, and a lot of women. And one of the people that he met outside of um, that court case was a young girl that he ended up taking abused. in and abused. And abused. And then she, I mean, the, the, there was one story where the parents, and this girl is actually still trapped or whatever you want to call it with him took their 17 year old daughter to an r kelly concert yeah. he brings her up on stage and i think at a part of the story of this is the um, the the motivation that these parents had to see their child see their dream come true right. and the fact that you're in proximity to a star so the fact that you kind of set aside what should be sort of your natural fear look we weren't even allowed to stay over people's house. Right. My kids were not sleeping over somebody's home. Yeah. You had to know who you're dealing with. But a lot of parents, I do have to say, because a lot of people, you know, talk about the parents being complicit in many of these cases. A lot of parents aren't that savvy. A lot of parents may be good parents. Sure. But they think, like, this may be the best thing. And particularly if, you know, I know, like, one set of parents were saying, you know, this was after the, the trial after with Trump. the tape and acquitted. everything. And they were like, he was acquitted. So we didn't think there was anything to it. But it's like, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. And then there are some parents, like, you know, I, I, I just wonder how many of the parents, I'm not going to say all of them, but how much money was involved in in them being quiet and not testifying against him and that so so not every every child is blessed with a great parent what i think that r kelly and his team who i definitely feel are complicit the members of his team sure i feel like what they were good at was assessing not only the girl but her the family, her, her family, circle. what are the what's the response going to be like from the family? You know, it's one thing if he met a girl and she was like, eh, hey, OK, my parents made me come. I'm not really into your music. He's not going to mess with that. But right. if there's some girl eyes, girls, girl whose eyes are huge. And she's like, oh, my God, it's R. Kelly. I love you. Like the girl who showed up at the trial. Yes. And he's probably going to lean into that. And he's probably like, what's her parenting situation mm -hmm. like? Oh, my mom loves you. My parents think that you weren't guilty. And that yeah. you know what I mean? He's probably assessing all of that. I mean, yeah. even though he can't read or write, you know, apparently he's great at reading people. He can people. read people. And the thing that was, I mean, he was even trapping women in their third. Remember, there was a woman in her third. The radio who got DJ. Up, and she was, was so sleeping. emotional. Someone told me when I was on the Joyner cruise uh, last year, I met a person who worked with him since he started all along and left him recently. And that was when I first heard about the Lifetime documentary. Right. I knew that it was coming. And this was last, what, April. 
we sat down and this person was in tears telling me about what they witnessed. I mean, in tears and about the way the girls were being treated, um, about the way that he would not let them would immediately take their cell phones and convince them your parents don't care about you. Your mother wants to be with me and would like have flirtatious tweet, you know, tweets from the moms. He was sleeping, according to this person, with a mother and daughter. At the same time, I don't know if they all had sex at the same time, but he was they were definitely having sex with him around the same time. Yeah. What this, about the young woman? He cut her hair off and made her be a boy. Yeah. I mean, there, and then then the mom, this mom was so brave, went and got her daughter. I yeah. thought she was. I wish she had done it off camera, though. Maybe, that was the only thing yeah. that bothered me. But yeah, yeah. I, but, but yeah, I'm her. glad she got her. But then daughter the girl back. apparently went back and she had to get her again. Mm-hmm. And that time off camera. Right. She had to go get her again. Yeah. Because, because the, these girls, it's Stockholm syndrome. They're, yeah. They're, they they're are brainwashed. brainwashed. He, like he says, they, you heard it throughout the documentary. He tra- trains these girls. Yeah. He trains them. He, and they feel like at the, after a certain breaking period. Right. That he is the only thing of value that they this have in their crazy. lives. They think they're This This person that I talked to um, told me that there was one girl that was being kept in the back um, of the house in a room and hadn't eaten for days. Oh, my God. And they got a glimpse of her, and she was so emaciated, hair matted. They were worried that she was going to die. And this is when this person was telling me just broke down and started crying and said that, you know— when they decided a lot of times to cheer him up whenever he was in a mood, they would cook the people that worked for him and they cooked a big, big meal and just kind of, you know, Hey, let her come out and eat, you know, like it wasn't a big deal. And he let her come out to eat this girl who was like a zombie. I mean, there, there, there there's so many stories. They couldn't fit them all in the documentary. It's, it's, it's terrifying to think that, that in some cases it's still going on and that yeah. there's nothing anyone can do. But there's a lot that people can do. I think that people like Aaliyah's parents, I think the parents of the girl in the videotape, the girl that was in the videotape, I think that they could come forward. I, I don't know the statute of limitations on different crimes that could come out of this, but they could come forward and say something. And they could sue him. They could sue him. They could say something on the record. We saw this. This happened. I was the girl in the tape. Yes. That was our daughter. The woman, one of the saddest stories in the documentary was the woman who he made have sexual relations with that 14-year-old child. Yeah. Can you imagine now she has to live with for the rest of her life that she is a child abuser? Oh, these these women's lives, for the most part, are pretty much ruined. ruined. They're ruined. They're not going to get ruined. a career out of this. They're done. The young woman who still missing, not um, not not the woman you talked about, but the young girl from Florida. Oh, yeah. Who's still missing, gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, who wanted to have a singing career with this beautiful voice. And none of them, by the way, have singing careers. None. Can we just say? None. There was Aaliyah and then none, none. of them, except for the girl that was a cage dancer he, at, at during the tour. He has no intention none of, of them. ever doing so that. If, if that's not enough to tell you, parents, yeah. that he does not need to be around your children. And obviously this is a man who needs serious psychological help, but he also needs to be stopped. The thing that was so infuriating about the documentary is it ends without a resolution. He's still out there. He's still got women. We don't even know how many locked up in that house who can't yeah. even talk to each other on the phone. Yeah. Who are separated from each other. We don't know and what from they're their going parents, through. And from their parents. Estranged from their entire family or anyone who loves but them. But because he got smart and started getting girls who were just close to of age. Yes, he did. Once they're over 18, the parents can't touch them. Right. And the police can't touch them. And think about a, a world in which the police, who we so fear, are helpless. They can't do anything. They are. They can't. They can't kick in that door. And, you know... Not if those girls want to be there, but it's brainwashing. It's bra- and, and if the dad had kicked in that door of that studio, which I frankly wanted him to see him do, yeah. he would have been arrested. Yeah, I heard. I don't know if this is true. Um, well, I, I'm, I take that. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you off air. But I I think that the mother of Dominique, the mother that went there and got her daughter, the one that yeah. they say he forced to dress like a boy. Yeah. I think once she saw her mother, I think that for a lot of these women, they think that he's the only one that they cares think the about them. They don't care. And I do think that the parents who do care um, need to lean in a little bit more yeah. a lot more a lot they need more. to they need to fight oh honey i would have been kicked in that door arrest yeah. me i want to see my child yeah I but care. it's hard to find them and then imagine going and your child doesn't want to go i know then you that know what would i mean be so heartbreaking it so would be heartbreaking. heartbreaking and it can be disappointing and so at some point 
you know, it's like the uh, Dominique's mother said when the You're girl told her I'm going to move. She said I had to let her live her life because she was of age. Yeah. You know, and she gave up everything. What kind of a person wants to hurt people and doesn't a, a care what person. they do? A sick, demented person, period. Mm-hmm. A sick, demented it's person. So it's just, you know, my thing, the thing, there's so many things that bother me. Like I spent two days fighting with people on social media who were just like, oh, this is just the white, you know, white media trying to take down the black man. You know, Lifetime, the documentary was funded by white women uh, or by white people. Um, and so those people, I, I was just like, what? No. What, what is and that? the executive who greenlit this documentary at Lifetime is black. It's black. And is a woman, a yes. black woman. But they're so. saying that the money that funded it. So what? It Listen, don't, don't get me started. You're telling the truth. And the, here's the thing. It just I goes kept to saying show to you. them, are you saying that he's not guilty? Right. And somebody was like, somebody actually said to me, well, he's innocent until proven guilty. He was found innocent in court of law. I said, well, so was George Zimmerman. You don't think he killed Trayvon? You don't think he murdered Trayvon? Well, you're, I, I didn't say that. You're putting, you know, one was murder and, you know, the other is, is rape. So I said, murder. so rape is, I said, so murder's bad, rape is okay. I'm like, what What, what are you saying? Right. Uh, it's ugh. just this idea that, and, and it is an instinct that you must protect black men at all costs. But what about black women? What about black girls? And I remember. And why some, do you have to protect a monster? A monster. And the reality is somebody said back when the, this is years ago when the PP tape issue came out. I think when black panties came out and he was still <laughs> selling music. arenas and women were throwing black panties on the stage after they knew who he was and what he was. Somebody said there is nothing in the world less valued. No one in the world less valued than a black girl. Yeah. And that's what I feel like this I documentary says to me. Because if it were white girls that this that he was, was keeping hostage, baby. This Baby. would have been, it would never have seen the light of day. Door kick in. You were saying the police are helpless? Police would have found some they rule would have, it would have been, that would let them kick in and, the door. And it would have been, top story tonight, R. Kelly is holding girls hostage. It would have been, this was also, I, I also fought the media for not really leaning in and covering this story on a on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. It doesn't if this were happening with a group of white girls, are you kidding me? It would be a huge story. And I have huge. to give all credit. Um, I will definitely um say give to Lester Holt that Nightly News did cover this. This isn't a story that normally would make the Nightly News, but but Nightly News did cover it. Cover it when? It covered this story because this, this documentary. You mean now? Yeah. No, I'm talking about over the so big, I'm talking about over, over the years, years. The fact that this has gone on for decades yes. and no one has paid any attention. He's mm-hmm. gone on to make songs, hit songs after hit songs. Performed at the Olympics. Performing at the Olympics with the American flag. Come on, man. At Whitney Houston's funeral, he was front and center. Crying. It's just Weeping. like he's gone on with his life. They said after this, and you saw this in the documentary, after he was found innocent in the, you know, child pornography. Or not guilty, not found innocent, well, not, yeah, guilty. not guilty. Um, he felt invincible. You, he felt yeah, like I can clearly. get away with this behavior. He did alter, as you say, the age of girls. He just put the age up he a little bit. He just put it up. Yeah. It's, it's so horrific. It's so terrible. It, it's hard to even kind of deal with it after you watch it. I mean, I recommend that everybody watch it because we need to face what we all, to me, have been complicit in. Yeah. And as you said, you know, I stopped listening to his music years ago, deleted it off my yeah, iTunes playlist. I wasn't playlist. complicit because I stopped but, listening a long time ago. I'm not, and I have been doing these stories because I think he is a sick individual and I, I have been disgusted for years. I mean, I just, I hope that now, you know, like Lady Gaga today, um, you know, denounced him and said that she was going to have the duet that they did together taken off of iTunes. And she's saying I was in a dark place because she was a victim of abuse, not yeah. by him, but mm-hmm. in her life. But I think I was really disappointed that John Legend was the only, only. celebrity yes. to participate in this And Charlamagne. Series. And people jumped on Charlamagne. But you know what? At least Charlamagne stepped up and spoke. And Chance the Rapper has spoken. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. And so to me, I was disappointed too. You look at that long list of people who've done music with yes. him who wouldn't be in the documentary. Dream Hampton, she gave a list of questions. Love, Lady Gaga, Celine Dion, um, so many people that Jay Z that she asked to be a part of this and shame on them they for not. No. I, I, ha, I I I don't care. But here's the they thing: they should have said something. John Legend, the to only me, one? I take my hat off Absolutely. to him. I'm so proud but of him. But he's a real actor, and I though. appreciate him. He's a, even though I mean, so is um, Jay Z now and Questlove yeah, too. They true. speak out about all kinds of things, but then they were they didn't want to talk about this and 
Granted, I don't know their reasons, but I don't care. Yeah. They should have been a, a part chance of this. to do it. Yeah. And the reality is the other person I have to give a real big up to is the woman from the Mute R. Kelly hashtag who started that movement. Yes. Because she's been plugging away lonely in a lonely effort yeah. for years to get people to stop playing his music. As of now, it'll be very hard pressed for him to do a concert. He is gonna he's already off Spotify, off iTunes. His music is now very hard to find. He's off Pandora. Yeah. And so I think the only honestly the only way to stop R. Kelly is to choke off his ability to earn money. Because if you choke off his fame, you'll choke off the thing that's bringing girls to him. If he's no longer a viable famous artist who's rich, those girls won't come to him anymore. Yeah. They'll leave starting to lose money yeah I and mean, once he loses money he's that's how he'll homes, lose them his money is tightening up there were some reports that he could be trying to leave the country i hope um, he doesn't take these girls the reality is if you I, cut I don't off think his he money, can afford to if you cut off his money yeah. those girls will go home to their families because he'll no longer be he'll have no hold over them he'll have nothing to offer them well you know what was really telling too the girl that was the radio dj uh in texas the 30 year old that he took in um and how she was on her way home and then she wanted to go back because she said, I was just too embarrassed um, that uh, of everything yeah. that I've been through and people judging me. And right. I just hope that people who encounter these women are, you know, don't judge them yeah. uh, because abuse is real. They're, They're victims. victims. They're victims of emotional and physical abuse. And yep. emotional abu abuse sometimes can be um, more damaging because it's so long lasting. I mean, that's Absolutely. your mind. It's your mind. That is twisted. And yep. it's hard to bones and things like that can absolutely heal. Um but mentally, that's really difficult to yeah. get back. Absolutely. And I, and, I, and again, I will give 10,000 big ups to Sparkle, mm. who was the first person to really, the first famous person. But I do have an issue up. with her introducing in the first place. Well, the thing is, she feels, she, and this I was know something she, she said that she it. feels guilty. And then she I had to fight it. her family. I know. Her in-laws, who are the parents, wouldn't support her trying to get this girl away from him. But it's, it, I guess it's the cautionary tale. Absolutely. Sparkle's Thing is, she's and, thinking he's making me a star he can make my but niece she a star. knew what was going on and she even said to her niece you're not to be alone with him, right right so it's like it's a cautionary tale because i wrote on my social media r kelly is the tip of the iceberg this kind of grown-ass men you know flirting with and dating girls has been going Children. on in the black community mm -hmm. for a long time very long very time. long time i'm not saying that all men do it mm -hmm. but enough men do it mm -hmm. that it's a problem yes. and i when i wrote this there were so many mothers who posted on social media i was walking down the street with my 14 and 16 year old or my i was walking down the street and grown-ass men are trying to talk to them I don't care what these girls dress like. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much makeup they have on. You know it. You know that they're children. And I can remember when, when my mom first passed away, and I went to live with my auntie, my youngest cousin, the youngest one in the fam that you know that we were living with, her youngest daughter, my aunt's youngest daughter. We would go around, and she is three years younger than me. Mm -hmm. So that means when I was seventeen, she was fourteen. Yeah, and I was her bodyguard because these grown old men mm -hmm. would be trying to pick up a child and when yeah. i would say she's a child i'm a child we're children right they didn't care no they don't it didn't bother them mm -mm. that this was a child yeah a middle school yeah. kid whose brain is still developing their kids they can't make they can't make the best choices they're in the moment they're living in the moment they yep. don't think about consequences like real adults do they have the body development of an adult but, but they are the a brain child. they're children and it's a big problem so i say that to say we all have to keep an eye. I mean, I walked down the street and I saw a man that was, you know, talking to some young girls and I said something to him. I was like, that's disgusting. These are children. They're children. Leave them alone. And even when you and I, when we were teenagers, yeah. it's not like being a teenager is ever a an impediment to grown men who want to chat you up on the street. No. But if there's one thing to try to chat up a girl, which is bad enough. Right. It's another thing to engage in an actual physical sexual relationship with a child. Yeah. That makes you a child molester. Yeah. Yeah, Period. it does. But even even conversations on the street. Why are you talking to a child? A child. 
Why are you flirting with a child? Why are you even looking at a child up and down? And it's up to the rest of us to speak up and yes. say, something. say something. And that's what I mean. It's like, you know, even if it's not your child, if you see something going on, mm-hmm. you need to step in and you say do. something. Absolutely. I, we absolutely do we because do there are adulting. many R. Kelly's out there a lot in the them. community. You and know. the difference is with him, he had something to lure them with, which is money and fame. But some of these guys don't even have that. They just mm-hmm. lure them with the fact they have a few dollars, a car. They just have something. They have anything. Yep, that'll make these girls' lives better. And if they don't have in at their home, eyes, in their eyes, and and you know they 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 know who to pick on. Yeah, they the people do. Who have who have needs? The people who may not have everything going on for them at home. Who may not have the love that they think they they need that or they, they think don't they have deserve. The, right. That they don't have everything they need at and home. And they don't have the parents who will step in. Right. The way that a lot of parents would step in and say, "Wait a minute, what are you doing?" You know, stop. Get away from my child. Stay away from my child. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of that going. It's horrible. On. It it's, is. it's an instructional documentary. I recommend people watch it. It, it besides the story of OJ, the, that OJ Simpson, the making of OJ, which was so good. Which was so good. This was mm-hmm. this and that are the two best documentaries I think that have been made in the last probably ten years. Everybody needs to watch it. I mean, yep. I think you're right. I don't think I think a lot of people are like, um, I just don't want it. It's hard to watch. It's heartbreaking. Gotta this watch is it. information that you need because yes. you need to be equipped with this information in Correct. case you are at an event and yes. our Kelly song comes on. You know to say to the you DJ. You know to say to DJ, turn take it off, that shit I'm off. Leaving. Yes. Yep. Turn it off. Mm-mm. Turn it You're off. Take it off your playlist. Take molester tonight. Take it off your phones. Mm-mm. Just let it go. Some yeah. things you have that you love, you let go. Yes. And he made some great music. Let it go. Not worth it. Yeah. Not worth supporting. Somebody not worth supporting. It, on not girls. one song. Not one song. It. No. And honestly, I had to delete You're Not Alone. One of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Yeah. And it was very hard to let that go. Yeah. But it had to go. It's all got to go. It's all got to go. I will not. I continue. Will never, ever support his music ever again because he's a monster. It's horrible. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's so sad. Because I mean, remember that even if you're listening to the Whitney Houston song that he wrote or the Michael song, every time he, he, it spins, Ron Isley. he's getting a check. Ron Isley, he's All getting those a Ron check. Ron Isley songs. It, that's why somebody was saying to me, I don't know if this is true, that this may be the reason why Aaliyah's family won't release her music. They're it's holding it music. very tightly because he'll get money off of that. Yeah. So they don't want him to get whatever comes, you know, whatever percentage he gets, if not all of it, because he probably wrote all of the probably music. Probably wrote it all. Um, but that would be interesting if they had made that decision. But it, I'm very disappointed in Aaliyah's mother. And Barry Hankerson, her yeah. uncle, who's who well, introduced her, her. But her mother basically has put out statements saying, don't watch this Lifetime documentary. What? She put out a statement saying that her daughter and R. Kelly never had sex. They were married. And she put out a statement saying that the women who talked about... Um, his having sex with Aaliyah and what they saw with Aaliyah, they were lying because Aaliyah was always with her parents, the mother said, when uh, she was with, uh, you know, around R. Kelly's people. And I'm like, well, y'all were there at the wedding then? At the wedding? That you had an old? wedding night? Yeah, okay. I, I, it's, I, I know. And And it was, it was hard to watch a lot of the people that worked for him and talked about things that they saw and they knew were going on. Why didn't you stop You know, forging her um, age, you know, putting in a different age on the marriage certificate, all of that. I just... We live in a bad world full of bad people, Jackie Reed. And on that (laughs) note... I know, I need my coloring book. Let's get some animal coloring books. Well, okay, let's let's do a little turn. What are you going to do? What, what, what's your week look like? What you got coming up? Well, for the weekend... Um, I am trying to, you know, I am really just trying to organize a lot of things. I have a lot of things going on. You know, I'm about to move. Don't say where. I'm about to move. So I've got a lot of packing going on. Got a lot of things (laughs) happening. (laughs) So there's a lot of organizing going on. Um, I have a group of interns that I'm working with now from Clark Atlanta University. Yes. Um, And so I'm excited about that. And um, just getting ready, you know. Just getting ready for 2019. We're getting in gear. 2019 is going to be interesting. There's a lot coming up. The Women's March is coming up. I don't know if that's going to really come off as the same way, but right. it is still scheduled. Isn't there some issues there because issues. of... We'll see what happens next week. The Women's March is coming up. Who's participating or not participating? Who's participating, who's Are not. you going? I think we're going to cover it because it's happening. The, mm-hmm. the Indigenous People's March is the day before, so we'll probably cover that too. Um, just a lot to gear up for. We've got State of the Union coming up in yeah. which your president is going to give a speech. Please don't. I, no, on top of R. <laughs> R. Kelly, I can't. Speaking of somebody who doesn't mind cruelty, because yeah. there are people really hurting in this shutdown. I bet if really R. Kelly, I bet if R. Kelly were 
actually arrested and convicted, that Donald Trump would probably pardon him. Probably. And if he said he likes him, then he'd love him. Yeah. If he li- if you like him, he loves you. Yeah, and so, that's, so um, that's probably you- R. Kelly's best campaign is just say he loves Trump. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you doing this so I'm been, besides working? Bes- I am working. So we're, we're back at it. I have a show in uh, New York on Saturday. I've got a show in D.C. on Sunday. So just sticking and moving, keeping it going. Move. Yes. And one of the things I am doing this weekend, I will mention it on the podcast because I want everyone to do it. Schedule my mammogram this year, my annual yes. mammogram. I'm doing all my little maintenance. And so I tell everybody out there, get all your screenings. Yes. I literally was in the doctor all day yesterday day doing all kinds of different screenings but it's important i mean you have to maintain your health it's so important it's all you really got the end of the day is your health and your family so so i'm telling everybody out there go ahead schedule your mammogram doesn't take long just get it done get all your screenings done i've gotten all mine scheduled Yes, so Feeling true. Good about it. I've got mine later this month, next week, as a matter of Do fact. Do them all. Just get it done. Get your maintenance done. Like get, get my breast squeeze. Got to get your breast squeeze. Breast squeeze. Get them squeezed. That machine is so painful. It's so painful. It's and uncomfortable was, more than it is painful, but it's the way that you have to. It's like, why can't they lower it a little bit? You have to get on your technology. Toes See, this is how you know modern technology is sexist because they can't make a way for it to be less painful for so women. Why can't you lay down on a table? And then they just squeeze it. Why you got to stand up? I bet you don't squeeze their prostate like that. No, they just got to put on a glove and hold it. And All cough. they do is cough. <laughs> well, you don't get to just cough. Yes, so that's good. Get it done. Well, I can't get out of here without asking you one question. Yes, ma'am. Do you know this week whether or not um, President Trump will be impeached or if he will step down and retire? Not this week. Okay. <laughs> not gonna I'm going to ask week. you every week from You're now You're going to ask me every week, but this week? Is this the week? This is not the week. Okay. But I can tell you that he does not show any signs of being interested in ending the government shutdown. I think he's enjoying it, which is really horrifying to say because people are really suffering and the suffering is just going to get worse by the time we do our next podcast yeah there are going to be people who've lost their apartments there are people who can't send their kids back to college a lot of trump voters there are going to be a lot of hungry people yeah. there are going to be a lot of people working for free who yeah. don't have gas money it's about to get real because most americans don't have more than a week's worth of savings they don't have savings to take them through two and three weeks without a paycheck so we're about to find out it's about to get real well what's interesting is he's doing this to hold out for this wall to protect our borders meanwhile the people who work in those jobs mm-hmm. are not getting paid they're not getting paid and there's never going to be a wall right. you're not gonna build a wall by the way i tell you two wor- two words that say you can't have a wall Rio Grande. It's a river. It's water. <laughs> Two more words, eminent domain. You'll be in court for years trying to take people's land. There's not going to be a wall. Yeah. He under he needs to understand that because Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, keeps telling him, no. Child, no. Child, no. No. Learn the word. No wall. Donald. I ain't, I ain't getting no wall. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. Have a wonderful time. Thank you. Have a wonderful time. They have a wonderful week. Yes. Until the next time on Read This, Read That. I'm Joanne Reed. I'm Jackie Reed. Please be sure to listen to Jackie Reed on the Tom Joyner Morning Show every Thursday morning. Tuesday and Tuesday Friday. See, no, over the holiday, one. we had two weeks off plus the wine. Plus the wine. <laughs> but you listen to it. Figure out what she's on. You should know. And also, Google you it. Google it. Jackie Reed. On New York Live on WNBC, 11.30 p.m. Yes, Eastern ma'am. Standard Time every Monday through Friday. Also on the Hub today, Boston, Massachusetts. Town. Uh, don't miss it. Yes, do not. And, of course, you're on AM Joy. Yes. When you're not hosting town halls with prominent politicians. Yes. I Maybe love it. Maybe one day they'll let me have mimosas in the morning. Because it would be just like this podcast. That would be amazing. Fabulous. Ah! All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Baby, Bye. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, 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 baby.